0: Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Well, ho, Tim. Hello, Sean. You might not want to be so close to me right now. I am a bad luck charm. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I uh, thought you were going a different direction with yeah, that,
0: it. <laughs> oh, no, no. My <laughs> stomach's doing fine. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I've been to three Minnesota Gopher football games this year. Yep. Uh, two of them were against Bowling Green, which I think the Gophers were, I don't know. 30, favored by a lot. 30-point favorites. And then also Illinois this past weekend, which I think had a similar point spread. Uh, so, yeah, two out of the three games that I went to to see the Gophers uh, were just complete disasters.
1: Yeah, that's not, that's not good. You did go to Vikings game, though, and
0: what happened in that game? That was a win. So maybe I'm good luck for the... You're fitty. Well, or 33%. Because I, I oh, you're you're taking in the game, I uh, Gophers won? Is that- I, I'm taking the, the, Gophers, the Gophers won a game and the Vikings won a game. Gotcha. Then I am
1: 50-50. So I think I'm just making you feel good. Thank you. Can I tell you something, though? A couple things here real quick? Yeah. Um, first of all, as you know, when we started this whole thing, I had a rider in my contract where I was supposed to provide black jelly beans. <laughs> or sorry, you were supposed to provide me black jelly beans, and you never did. I just wanted the, everybody to know that, I did provide you black jelly beans yes, as you, a good host would.
0: If you hear me smacking my lips, <laughs> that's why.
1: I'm not going to be doing that because I like inhaled mine. Right? Oh, they're gone. Um, they're wow. gone. They're But the, uh, um, I also just um, discovered something here. I, I, have, I know a lot of people hate black licorice. I love it. Um, and I had one, and then I had some of this tasty oatmeal stout that we were drinking. And it's a nice combination, I feel like there needs to be more black licorice beer made
0: ah the the the, call, the gauntlet's been thrown, the call has been made yeah if you, if you if, if you're you brew, a brewer,
1: yeah, if you brew, just you know if you hate black licorice, it's okay. you can just send it all to me
0: now That's Brewers yeah. uh just make it known that Sean also likes black licorice with orange soda, yeah, which uh. That's an odd combo. It's an odd combo. So it might be just Sean has a, an extreme love for black licorice. It it could be.
1: And your wife tried to ruin it, by the way. Well, she... <laughs> she, just, she told me, did she know it's bad for you? I'm like, so I looked it up. And of course it is. She's right.
0: What do you mean? Like, is it any, like, because of the sugar? What do you mean? No, it's no. She's like, this affects your heart rate or something like that. Black, and like,
1: and I, I was totally called BS on your wife and then was wrong. And uh, it happens not, to me all the it's, time. I'm not used to that being wrong. Being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So can I get one thing off my chest? I know the topic is um, is about guys who are going into free agency, right? Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about one person or two people that are not going into free agency that I have a, I've come to a strong opinion on. Okay. Um, and that is Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And the reason how I. I did a little bit of work on this, try to figure out what the heck was wrong with Brandon Ayuk, and I did tweet about about this. But here's the deal:
0: at SteelPod Sean, yeah, I, yep, that's right. Just throw your hand. Yeah, people can there. just read
1: the tweet, and I could just stop talking, right? <laughs> but it's it's a whole thread. Here's the thing: um, people are all focused on Ayuk in Shanahan's doghouse. What's wrong with him? Is he really the Dante Pettis 2.0? Is that what we're looking at? And I came to the conclusion, no, he is doing this year what we should have expected out of him. And the reason is, it's all about Jimmy Garoppolo. And so when you look at last year's, um, I, I'm not going to go into all the details about it, but, but basically, last year's like breakout was basically a Nick Mullins-driven breakout. And Nick Mullins is kind of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, f- fuck it and chuck it kind of a quarterback. And that works well for a guy like Debo who can win downfield, right? Um, and so everybody was very focused on, um, well, will Ayuk be affected by Debo or who's that tight end you like, George Kittle?
0: <laughs> I think I think lots of people like him. Okay, fine.
1: I think I like him too, actually. But he, um, and I think that was just missing all that analysis, and I went and did it myself, I think was missing the point because... With Jimmy Garoppolo and you know uh, CJ Beathard, I think it was their other quarterback they had, which is basically Jimmy Garoppolo, but just not as good. Um, uh, the, the The stat breakdown differences between those quarterbacks and Nick Mullins is really, really stark. Um, big difference, and so ultimately, uh, the problem here is like you can look at film and you will see Kyle Shanahan is calling plays. For Brandon Ayuk, Jimmy Grable is just not throwing him the football. Instead, he's checking the ball down to Debo, who's two yards off the line of scrimmage. And that's largely because he's getting paid $26 million and doesn't want to lose his job. And the best way to not lose your job is to not throw
0: interceptions. Huh. Interesting. So... The solution for Ayuk is to reunite with Nick Mullins.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what Nick Mullins is doing right now, honestly. No, the solution is basically to get a quarterback who has a strong enough arm to throw the ball deep and throw the ball outside. By the way, there's one of those on roster in San Francisco, and he's going to be next up next year. So there's, I, I would be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo returns next year, no matter his, his best efforts to remain employed at that salary. I think... Um, we talked about him in terms of cap casualties. It's basically free to cut him, and they've got a guy now, and they know enough about that guy. He's have a year in the system. I just expect Trey. I thought Trey Lance would have the job by now already. Yeah, um, I, I kind of did too. So I think next year, um, it, you you might see some like sag in production because it's not Nick Mullins, but you're not going to see, I think, a general unwillingness to throw the ball deep. Which is what you have with Jimmy Garoppolo right now. His, his like air yards per attempt or something like that is 28th in the league. Like he's just really throwing the ball short.
0: Got you. Do you have like uh, pie charts and stuff that you posted on Twitter to support your.
1: I could do that, except for I would require me to have some knowledge about how to make a pie chart. So, uh, no, it's all. You start with a circle. Just kidding. <laughs> I could have like, like a hand drawn like. <laughs> yeah, that would right. be like. I should do that. That'd be you funny. Should. That would be. Funny. Um, and the flip side of that, by the way, is also Debo Samuel's in a bubble. Like he is in a Jimmy Garoppolo bubble, and once Jimmy's gone, Debo's still a good football player, but he's not going to get the crazy target share that he's getting right now.
0: Thirty-seven percent.
1: Yeah. That's so. That's not so. He's expect his numbers to come down in the future, and so if you can sell him. Uh, to somebody under the idea that he is going to be a wide
0: receiver one, then do it. Yeah, that was uh, advice we gave last episode as well. It was. All right, so Sean, I know you mentioned this just briefly, but this week we have... Uh, people that are potential free agents this coming off Well, there season, are going to be free they agents. will be free agents, yes. but they p- potentially might switch teams or right. maybe are likely to in some cases. Um, and what that means for them, should you be buying them or selling them or holding them? So They all need, they all need to
1: be held by yeah, somebody.
0: By somebody. <laughs> all right, so we are going to start at the wide receiver position for a change and talk mm. about da- Devontae Adams first.
1: Yeah, and, and for me at least, I was thinking this is a sell, right? Um, but now I've been thinking about it a little bit more, and uh, I've, I've come around on that. How do you feel?
0: A, a sell. So you're saying initially a sell because you thought he would be staying in Green Bay, or I, I really, I just what I, I was f-
1: focused on was he's in the best possible. So if you look at his like breakdowns with various quarterbacks like he's averaging almost a touchdown a game with Aaron Rodgers um he's got 45 and 55 games he's averaging almost 90 yards a game I mean they really just truly unbelievable numbers this is all since like 2017 we're not going to include his first couple of years sure um and uh uh and then there's a big drop off between uh, you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation and it's you know, he still is getting a touchdown in, in half the games. That's not that's not that's not bad. He's averaging like sixty some yards a game receiving. And I started thinking, well, so is this an Aaron Rodgers thing? Um or and, is this like a Brett Hundley thing? And I started thinking uh, that's where I came around, because that's just the, decided
0: the, the backup in Green Bay. Brent previous Hunt, previous yeah, backup in Green Bay. Yeah. Most
1: of his games were with Brett Hundley. He's had one game with with, with Jordan Love. Um,
0: so we saw a drop-off in production from Aaron Rodgers to Brent Hundley, but that's as <laughs> I'm not telling you anything. That's right. expected. That, right? That's
1: expected. And, and, and the drop-off was severe, but also if he goes somewhere else, uh, the odds are very good that it's going to be a much better quarterback than Jordan Love, who's awful. Or Brett Hundley, who was not good, and so I think you're not necessarily going to get Aaron Rodgers' numbers, but I'm not as afraid of it as as I as I previously was. Also, um, there's a chance that he stays with Rodgers, not necessarily in Green Bay. I don't think I think Rodgers is out of Green Bay, but I think, but I think there's I don't think there's any chance that that Rodgers leaves and uh, and Devontae Adams stays. Because Green Bay's out of money, they don't have money to sign Devontae Adams.
0: So this is probably really more of a hold if you're a Devonte Adams owner, because I I doubt. Uh, I mean, you're not. People aren't going to be able to buy him. Probably, I'm guessing if another manager has him.
1: Yeah, I think I. I mean,
0: you can you can buy anything. you can buy anybody, but at a reasonable price or price that would be good for your. Franchise. Yeah, no,
1: he's not like a oh you're going to get him for a steal right now. I'm just saying I'm not afraid of the future. Sure. So so a hold. That's uh, yeah, we can call yeah. him a, we can call him a hold. Sure.
0: And I yeah, I, I don't think you get rid of a guy like Devante Adams moving on somewhere else. You don't this isn't a, guy, a a guy who you
1: you sell your shares on because of free agency. I guess that's the way I'd put it. You right. may you might because he's getting older you might, because you got a great offer and you can you want to start rebuilding, you want to go young or something like that. I just don't care that much that he's a free agent. Got you.
0: All right, let's move on. We have a double header in Denver. Uh, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick uh, possibly would be in a different spot next year or uh, or They're one of them. They're, They're both free agents. They're both uh, free agents. So I, I'll start this one, Sean. For okay. me personally, I would still be buying Sutton Uh, as a wide receiver, too. uh, He's on pace this year. He's only on pace for 12 fewer targets than 2019 when he had kind of his big season. Um, And that is comparing 16 games to 16 games, so it is apples to apples. His yardage and TD pace are both slightly down from 2019, um, but it's about like one game's worth of production. So right. given the extra game, the, yeah, the numbers will end up being the same anyway. They, right? Mean. They might sound, <laughs> might look pretty good. Might might not end up as the uh, wide receiver nineteen this year. But um, so I, I'm not afraid of him. He's a six foot four, two hundred sixteen pound receiver who's had a good season in the NFL. Um, he, I think he's maybe you know he had the injury, so he's probably still kind of working his way back in. Uh, to to NFL shape and, and learning the game, he he missed some time there. So I just think he's uh, he's a guy I still I'm interested, in interested in having that. on my on my roster. And chances are he'll have a quarterback better than Joe Flacco and Teddy Bridgewater if he moves on. <laughs> it's possible, likely. So here's so so what do you think about Tim Patrick?
1: Because I I've changed my mind on Tim Patrick. Uh, I used to just kind of see that as a dead end situation. Um, with Sutton and Judy there, but with them both being free agents, I think there's a decent chance that uh, uh, Denver signs, resigns Tim Patrick. Could probably is cheaper, um, and he's been, I think, very productive for them. He just keeps on balling out, and um, and maybe they don't sign both of them. In which case, I, I see this as a potential like bye bye. Not bye bye, but like, you know, buy them both or not be afraid of either one of them because I I I do think that 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 they both can be productive in Denver or on different teams. I guess the worst case scenario is if they both stay. But I just don't think think that's likely. Yeah, I think other young guys that they're also that are also gonna be on that team. And I just don't have a hard time with Hamler and I just have a hard time saying that they're gonna keep on they're gonna sign on both. To me it just seems
0: like one of them is gonna go. Sure. I think for me, Patrick is the more likely guy to move on, um, and I don't know. I, you you made the comment that he's balling out this year, right? Like, and I get the sense and he has.
1: He did. He did when Sutton was injured as well.
0: Yeah, and I get the sense that he's having a really nice season too. Uh, when I looked it up, he's the wide receiver thirty-two overall right now, which yeah. isn't terrible. Nope. Um, but he also hasn't had his buy. And a lot of the guys that he's in front of uh, probably have had their buy, uh, so I just—I uh, mean, for the right price, if my—if it makes sense on my roster to have a wide receiver 3 i I'm—I've got a hole there, and the price is right. I'm not afraid to put Patrick on my roster, but he's not a guy I'm pursuing.
1: I think I think uh, uh, for me, he's Tim Patrick's not a a guy you're going to have on as a starting one of your top guys. For me, the question is, I just see a role for him in the NFL. And so would that be a depth guy that I would want? Yeah. He'd yeah. be a depth guy that I'd want.
0: Yep. I don't disagree with that. Uh, next guy, Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay. Is he going to stick around? And if not, are you buying, selling, holding?
1: I mean, I think he is... In my mind, uh, it's hard to, I mean, like, I can't say anything bad about him, not that I want to. Um, he's been good with, he was good before Brady. I think he'll be good after Brady. Um, I think he'll be good if he goes on a different team, if they don't re-sign him. I just think he's a really top-tier uh, talent and can and can win in so many different ways that um, he'll be useful for any NFL team, even Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> even if Detroit signed Chris Godwin, I would still be buying Chris Godwin.
0: Hello. Hello, Johnny from Detroit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I might be,
1: in fact, I might even be buying Jared Goff. Wow. Just kidding. Wow. I would never buy that. You really guy.
0: think I leave Chris Godwin? I'd
1: like Chris Godwin. Yeah.
0: No, he's a guy I'd hold on to. And I, I mean, I don't actually see much of a buying window either if no. he moves on. So I think he's just one of those guys. He's just hang a guy that you to. get. But
1: like, he's a guy that you can get and you just don't have to be worried. For me, it's like there are some guys who free agency could mean a jump in production or could mean a fade in production. I just think he is just, he's been good. He's going to continue to be good. Nothing's going to
0: change. Yeah. Next guy on the list is Allen Robinson, and it kind of pains me a little bit to say this because I <laughs> I do like Allen Robinson, but just the more I look at it, I think he's a guy I'm ready to move on from. Um, unless, like, if you can buy him, he's having a terrible season, as everybody knows, but um, unless his price has really bottomed out, I, I think it has. I think yeah <laughs> I think if, it has. If, this uh, year
1: has been but I, I'm I'm all in on buying Allen Robinson.
0: You are. Well you are. Well here's why I'm not. He's okay. he's been this is his eighth year in the league. He missed a year f- due to injury, so let's say it's seven years. He's been a wide receiver one, all wide receiver one, only three times in those seven years, assuming he misses that mark this year and he yeah, will. He'll miss that mark. Um in two of those three times, he was a wide receiver. One, he was the receiver eleven and the receiver twelve. So, real low end wide receiver one, barely a wide receiver one. So, I I feel he for has him. had the
1: worst collection. I was just going to say, I
0: feel for him. I know he's played with terrible quarterbacks, but at some point, um, you know, I I think you could catch what a fire in a bottle. Is that the is that the phrase? Lightning in, Lightning bottle. in a bottle. I think that's still a possibility. So, if the price has fallen low enough, he's still a guy I'm willing to take a chance on. I just would be careful. I wouldn't break break the bank for him I don't think by any to, stretch. So
1: he is, that's why he's a buy to me. Yeah. Is because I think, I do think his his price has dropped quite a bit. Um, I, I I think, and I've said this before. I said this before this year. It can't get worse. And then he resigned with Chicago, and it got worse. I don't think there's any chance he resigns to Chicago again, and I mean, I guess could it get worse? if We went to Detroit. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I will say it can't get worse. Um, and this year's like so. I, I did a little bit of trying to figure out what's wrong this uh, this this uh, this year, and um, he's blocking. On forty percent of his snaps, wow, which is quite a bit more than it has been. And the other thing I think um, is no, noteworthy is he's uh, he's um, so when you have a, a quarterback that is fleet of foot and is is a, a running threat as well, you see this with Lamar or whatever, teams play zone. They don't they don't dare play man on you because they don't want to have their D backs with their back to the to the quarterback. So, um, so he's now that Fields has gotten in, he's he's facing a lot more zone. It's more complicated. I'm not <laughs> I'm not suggesting he's dumb. I'm just saying like it's just more complicated to beat zone. There's more things going on. It's not as simple. I'm going to run faster and out jump the guy across from me. There is, um, and so I think. That plays into me some. The other thing that is going into this, which is not just schematically what's different, he does have an unusually high drop percentage this year. He has an unusually high, or sorry, unusually low contested catch uh, win percentage, and I, I think some of that stuff it relates to the change in the defenses that he's facing. So you're you It's not as simple as. I, I'm going to beat the guy across from me. There's, uh, so when he's trying to catch a ball, defender could be coming at him from any a number of directions, and maybe that's playing into why he's dropping a little bit more. So I just think, I think, literally, he's in the worst possible situation. I don't dislike Justin Fields, as you know, but he's a long ways away from being um, the kind of guy who can can really, you know, uh, uh, dictate. What, the, what he's doing to a, to a defense. And um, right now, the things that he does, or he does well, are don't play into um, Robinson's game. So I think he, the quicker he gets out of there, the better, and you're going to see a rebound.
0: And it's pretty likely he moves on, don't you think? I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I
1: mean, I, couldn't, I can't believe he resigned be there this year. Yeah. Maybe he's got, you know, I don't know, his kids are in school there or something. Who knows what? what played into it. People make those decisions for all sorts of reasons, but um, I don't even know if he has kids. I'm just... <laughs> right,
0: but yeah, who knows but, why.
1: But who knows? Like, and But I still, I just, ultimately, I just, I, I think that, I think you view this as, he still has residual cost because of the name value, and you're just not interested in that. Whereas I look at this and I think, this is a chance to get Alan Robinson cheaper than you could ever buy him before yeah and, and and for that reason I'm in
0: I also like i I mentioned i would i would buy him at the right price, but uh I just start getting uh then the guy coming up here is another example here, but the guys that just they have a big name and they've shown flashes, but they just don't get it done consistently um and I know Mike Williams is the next guy on the list mm. he's had good quarterback play yeah. um so let's transition into him. Um, but he's another guy. I just am, I've been out on him because he's had two, I started two, to buy two in, great seasons here because
1: it, because it's like okay, well now he's healthy and he's got a quarterback with a big arm, so everything that he's needed, he had, and the numbers were showing it the first half of the year, but now they're not.
0: Yeah, he had he had well four of the first five games, he's looked like a world beater. Yeah, and then he's had three just bombs sense. And I mean and that kind of thing happens, happen. but but he's a, so but he's a free agent. I just think what he's shown
1: is that he needs to be productive. And by productive, I mean kind of minimally productive. He needs a big-armed quarterback who's willing to give him some contested catches that he can win. And he can do that. But also I think we talked about him a little bit earlier this year where, you know, like they just kept on featuring him, but like it wasn't like he was doing He won the game for him, but like, it was like, I'm going to throw the ball to you five times and you're going to drop two of them. You're going to run a bad route on one of them. You're going to catch one of them for minimal gain. And then, then you're going to dominate somebody for the game winning touchdown. And that's what it felt like to me. He still feels too inconsistent. Um, and that's ignoring the fact that he's been inconsistent with his health too. So I just, I see a lot of downside with Mike Williams.
0: So if you still can sell, it's probably
1: a good, yeah, good idea. It, it may, the window might've passed the window might've passed, but it's going to be, you know, I just, I don't see a scenario where he goes to a different team and then suddenly everybody's excited about him again, you know?
0: Right. Like, so, all right. Last guy on the list. Um, and we've talked about him a little bit in the past, Christian Kirk. The reason he's makes the list now is he's currently the 20 wide receiver, 25 after eight weeks. Um, and possible free. Well, he is a free agent. Possible new home next year. Is he? Does he move somewhere else and become a bigger part of that offense and a guy you can, can count on from week to week? I continue to answer no.
1: My answer is also no. Yeah,
0: he's just. Uh,
1: I think he's a beta. He's not an alpha. And if he's in a high volume offense, he can be productive. That's what's happening to him right now. He's in a. He's in a great offense with a great quarterback. And they're scoring points and winning games, and and this is
0: by far the most consistent he's ever been.
1: Yes, and he's still not a wide receiver two. And actually, on a points per game basis, he's wide receiver twenty eight. Right. So and, and overall, technically, is wide receiver three. A wide receiver. Yeah, he's a wide like receiver that. three. Yeah. So, I, so I just don't see the, he's you know he is yes I i you know, I've, I've used this before but he signs in Detroit. <laughs> what's 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 he gonna be? You're gonna get some angry tweets. I'm just at ad, it at you. Maybe, but I'm I'm not picking on Detroit exactly. I'm just using that as a place where it's kind of like an empty wide receiver room. And he enters the empty wide receiver room. Is is are people suddenly going to be like, well, we got to change our defense against Detroit because Christian Kirk's going to destroy us? No, that's not going to happen. Right. And I think and that's because he is his upside is Tyler Boyd.
0: That's that's it. Just that's boom. That's it. All right, moving on to tight ends. Dallas Goddard, uh, tight end twelve right now in points per game. Yeah, uh, is he? I, I can't imagine he's moving. He's, he'll remain in Philly. <laughs> they
1: already moved Ertz. I think they're going to. I mean, I think he's going to remain in Philly. I guess so. I guess the premise of this whole question is fear of him moving it's possible he moves Philadelphia has had some cap problems but I think I think when they got rid of Ertz it was their way of making sure that they were able to pay Goddard and since and since um and since they moved Ertz he's been averaging about 60 yards a week um still hasn't got any touchdowns I think one of the things I said is I don't expect the tight end to have big touchdown numbers as long as Jalen Hurts is the quarterback there um, just because I think a lot of those little eight-yard touchdowns to the tight end are just going to be Jalen Hurts runs.
0: Sure, yeah. The nice thing about Goddard, if you have him, I would say he's a hold. He's getting, uh, he's getting lots of action. I mean, he's had fewer than five targets only three times this season. Consistency, yeah, yeah. And
1: and and he's since again he's been better since Hurts left. Like, like they, they could bring in another tight end but they're not it's not going to be a Zacharys level player so i just think i I think he you're going to get a solid tight end one i don't think he's ever going to enter into the top five tight end range right i think you're going to get a guy that you can comfortably start most weeks yeah
0: so unless he's expensive for you and you feel like you can get a replacement for him cheaper or something. I'd just be, hang on. I'd, I'd be
1: surprised because I don't think anybody, yeah. people drafted him in second round at, you know, he was a second round uh, rookie pick the year that he got taken. I think pretty much everybody took him in the second round. I'm sure, my guessing is, is his salary has been is pretty reasonable. So
0: Mike Kosicki is also a free agent after this year? He's a guy I would sell. And And do you think he's sticking around in Miami or do you think he'll move on? I don't know the answer to that question. Okay, but you'd sell him either way. I'd
1: sell him because I think we've seen the best that he can do. He last year was played eighty nine percent of his snaps as a wide receiver, like split out away from the line, either in the slot or wide. Uh, this year, that the same same program is in in place for him. Just like that's unreal for tight ends. Like eleven percent of his snaps, like Taysom Hill has had more. A higher or like more snaps
0: at tight end
1: at tight end
0: <laughs> you're making that up
1: i'm not it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a fact that i factoid that i stole from ian hartitz but, but... so
0: isn't that for that reason alone <laughs> that you're starting a wide receiver in your tight end yeah spot? you'd
1: think it'd be great but then you'd think that he would do better than be the tight end eight right now and i just see that as that's the best he can do tight end eight overall is, yeah. Th- yeah, this year he's tight end eight yeah. and points per game. And oh, I, th- I just
0: said tw- why is there a tight end twelve by his name on our doc?
1: It's not. It's Dallas Goddard's tight end twelve.
0: Oh, sorry. Got you. Got you. They're different players. Yep, I was looking. I was looking <laughs> at, the, at the wrong line. They both start with G. I'm just gonna re- rewind this. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah.
1: Okay. So so so, so, yeah, so I just see that okay, that's that's fine but i I think that the odds that he is going to see that much volume as a wide receiver, you know, playing tight end on in any other offense on any other team, it's possible, it's possible he gets signed as a free agent to do the exact same thing he's doing there, but the odds are still lower than. But if, than the unreal percentage he has put out.
0: But if he, what if he sticks? You said he'd sell him either way. What if he sticks around in Miami and continues? They continue that.
1: Yeah, it's the best case scenario. Yeah. Then you have a mid-level tight end one. Okay. And that's what I'm saying is that's yeah. that's the price that you you can get for him. It could be that, or it could get worse. And because it could be what you can get for him now, then you might as well sell him. That's that's that's. I don't see upside. I don't see that suddenly he's going to have a much higher volume we're also talking about an offense that is still growing and you're still going to see start seeing more volume up for jalen waddle sure
0: so there's some of the like yeah there'll be other playmakers the only thing i'd say in contrast is you know if if tight ends are hard the guys you can start on a weekly basis are hard to come by at tight end and he is one of those guys this year if his price is right i probably would would hang on to him
1: I just, for me, I just, I see downside. That's, I, I, yes. If you, like, if I'm playing for a championship and I just need a tight end to do okay, he's that guy. He'll do okay. But, but do I think that he will ever be a top four tight end guy? No. Okay
0: last tight end David Njoku. I wanted to throw him on here because he's I actually have stashed him on my roster mm-hmm. with the hopes that he moves on somewhere else. This yeah. this this offseason. He's wanted
1: to move on somewhere else. He's right. so, uh, he's occasionally said trade me and then he took that back. But I think he's doesn't have to be traded anymore cuz he's he's not going to I mean I think he's going to he's already saying he doesn't want to be there.
0: Right. So I'm I've stashed him on my roster. Crossed my fingers. I'm hoping he ends up somewhere else. We've seen flashes from this guy. Not, never Very anything inconsistent, consistent. Very inconsistent. Consistent.
1: Inconsistent hands is a big part of it. He's always was a, a high level athletic prospect. Right. Um. I, yeah. So he's like the flip side of Gusecki. Like, I mean, I would rather have Gaseki than a Let's just be real clear about that. But but my point is. I see upside with Njoku. Like, I see it can't... Again, it's it can't get worse than being a tight end on a team with two other guys that, you know, are, are stealing balls from you, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So... I mean, if you have a four- or five-round rookie draft, I'd maybe throw one of those picks at Njoku, maybe. Yeah, he, I don't think you have to give up anything for him. He's probably, he yeah, may he's, be he, free agency in a lot of leagues. He could, and that's where I got him. So just right. wanted to mention him. He's one of those uh, free agents that I find really interesting. I'll be watching to see where he goes. All right, we just have a couple of running backs to finish off the episode. Melvin Gordon is probably not going to be in Denver. I can I would lay money on that everybody
1: who is rostering uh Javante Williams is like please don't
0: say he's coming back I can't imagine he's gonna come yeah, back I don't think so so is for me uh he's already a part-time back he's gonna be 29 next season I I like him but if he goes somewhere else or when he goes somewhere else I think he'll be a part-time back um, I think you're looking like you've mentioned a couple times with other guys, Sean, you're looking at the best you're going to get from him going forward right now. And, and that's valuable. It can be valuable. So yeah, if he, he fits, had,
1: he had like a touchdown and 80 yards this last week, he's yeah. going to continue this year. He's going to continue doing that kind of thing. If you get an offer to trade him for somebody who's trying to win something right now and you don't need him, um, you know there's not a, I, what I don't think is going to happen is that he is going to sign some expensive free agent contract in the off season, and suddenly get three down back you know uh, life back in him like his career arc is heading towards like the last few years of Adrian Peterson and it's just he's going to be kind of a part-timer and he's probably going to get He's probably not going to be signed given his age. It's so funny he's still in his 20s. But um, given his age, he's probably not going to be signed with the expectation that he's ever going to carry 20, uh, 20 times a game. I think he's just going to be a guy that's going to be paired up with some new draft pick, You know, some team that that doesn't have much there in the running, running back room is going to draft a guy and sign, sign Melvin Gordon.
0: And I think the Broncos are really committed to splitting, it's almost 50-50, splitting time between their backs. and For this year. For this year, exactly. So I don't necessarily see another team being that committed to, if if they've got a hot young running back that's oh, yeah, come in. It, I'm, it, I'm surprised it could, it that could get Denver worse, yeah. has stuck with Melvin Gordon as much as they have. So I think. He, for me, yeah, is, is a sell I think or a whole, a hold. If he's, I
1: think they just don't want to put the wear and tear on the, on the younger player, but they, they pay they've paid this guy. Sure. He can carry the ball for him.
0: Yeah. He's a hold. If you're uh, if he's doing good things for you this year, but not something I'd uh, right. be interested too much in for next year, no matter where he goes. All right. And then to finish it off, we have chase Edmonds and James Conner, another double header in Arizona, um, I just find this one interesting because Connor was really good in Pittsburgh for a while. I mean. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. Uh, for a while. Uh, then wasn't. And then moved to Arizona. And he's got uh, 10 touchdowns through nine games. So if I'm a Connor owner or a Connor manager, I'm like, hmm, I might have something here. Mm-hmm. And I think if the two of them both stay in Arizona – you might still be happy again next year. I
1: think you're gonna get the same thing you're getting exactly. right. Exactly.
0: But I think this is uh yeah, this is not this is a special situation here in Arizona. <laughs>
1: well it, it, they're both they're they're both productive in their own way, doing their own thing. Right. I I think that, that that's a team though that could easily just draft a guy or like I don't know that they're unhappy with the guys that they have, but I also think that someone else might offer them gigs to do something else. I just don't think either one of them is, again, is going to get offered a, a full-time running back gig. Connor's done it before. He has kind of broken down with injuries when he had it. And I just don't – I think everybody's going to sign him with the intention of being a goal back, and, you know, carries probably not heavy volume passing, but basically what he's doing right now. Um Edmonds is a little more interesting, but I also think that he is really prone to just kind of being a, this third down back kind of, uh, kind of guy. And I think I don't see, see other NFL teams offering me anything else. This is part of that whole running back story where you have to be really, really, really special to get paid to do something when they can just bring somebody in to basically do the same thing for a lot less. And I think that's the problem. Um, and that's why I'm not interested in either one of these guys. There's cells for you. There's cells, unless they're doing, I mean, if James Conner is, is, you know, he might win. If he keeps on this, this touchdown pace, like he could, you know, help you win a championship. But I, I think, other than that, I think that that's, um, that's the only reason to hold on to him.
0: Yeah. And I think we talked about Connor last episode as being a sell as well. This is specifically in the context of him moving on to another place. Um, and I, yeah, I don't think he's going to replicate what he's doing in Arizona anywhere else. So he's a no, sell for me in that, in that context. It's a
1: little bit like with Christian Kirk. I mean, it's a, it's a high volume offense. They're getting a lot of opportunities and he's capitalizing on that. You put him on another team scoring fewer points, not doing as well. His touchdown opportunities are going to go down, and his fantasy production will go down, and that. So even if he gets the same role on a different team, the odds are going to be that it's not going to be is 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 lucrative.
0: All right, that's going to do it for this episode. We we had kind of teased a NFL trade uh, deadline <laughs> episode, but we figured. The Von, to Miller Von, Von Miller conversation might not be too uh, stimulated for on Von Miller salary cap uh, podcast. But... The IDP guys are like, well, you
1: can't believe you missed the opportunity
0: to talk about Von Miller. That's true. That's probably a good point. Um, <laughs> coming up in the uh, next few weeks, we're going to be looking ahead at the playoffs. And play-offs. we have enough. Uh, we have play-offs. enough data and uh, information on defenses against certain positions where we feel like we can break down some possible league winners or streamers, yeah. and or streamers, guys that you can pick up, uh, perhaps to help you win your championship this year, or guys you might want to unload because they've got a tough, uh, tough road ahead of them in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, we did this last year. We'll do it again.
0: Yeah, and this is yeah, was...
1: always just fun for the reckoning.
0: I was going to say this is good fodder for the Reckoning episode so tune in and (laughs) catch it early right. Uh, yeah if you uh, if you are not on our Facebook group called the Steel Pod uh, join up there I am on Twitter at Steel Pod I'm at Steel Pod Sean and uh, we'll look forward to doing this again until then bye bye thank you for listening to another episode of Steel join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Bob.